Well, good morning. It's great to be able to gather with you, a few of you here this morning in church, and also with you on Zoom and Facebook, YouTube, wherever you are joining us from. A few years back, I went island hopping around the Cape Verde with my younger brother. And uh, on one island, San and San Tau and Tau, something like that, I don't know how to pronounce it, I don't speak Portuguese, um, we went for a scramble around the coastal rocks. And at one point, we found some fishing line that had been snagged on those rocks. And neither my brother or I, having any kind of experience or expertise in fishing, thought this was the perfect thing to do on a sunny afternoon while on holiday, but a makeshift fishing you know, how hard could it be and perhaps we'd even catch our dinner. Scrambling around in the rocks, you found like a rusty little bit of metal which we uh, fashioned into a hook and in a rock pool we found an octopus that we would use for bait. Now, don't ask me how we disassembled the octopus, that's a story for another time. But we were all set. We were casting our fishing line over the rocks into the crystal blue sea and we waited and waited and waited and waited. Hours passed and the only thing we caught was sunburn. John Dennis, if you're watching, I know I'm a useless fisherman. Don't judge me. In our passage today... The writer of Hebrews has set out a list of encouragements, advice about sex, money, advice about imitating good leaders, advice about being prayerful and worshipful people, and above all, advice about love, loving one another, offering generous hospitality and caring for those in need. Now, If we've read the letter, if we've grasped its core message, then this isn't simply some disconnected list of good advice, good things to do, of optional lifestyles which we may choose to do or leave. But they are inseparable from the core message. According to Hebrews, if the message of Jesus is true, then it demands of us this transformed way of life. But like my failed fishing attempt, we too find ourselves in a similar position if we try to live out these encouragements found in Hebrews in our own strength. The likelihood is we don't land any meaningfully and just get hot and bothered as we can't do it and we kind of go, well, this Jesus life that I'm expected to live, it's, it's too hard, it's impossible, I can't do it. Now, after who knows how long of not really fishing on those Cape Verde rocks, a local appeared. He was greatly amused watching these two reddening foreigners hopelessly attempt to fish. And after he had laughed at us for long enough, he explained that, Although the bait was perfect, the line was far too short and our casting technique woefully poor. But he told us to meet him back there the next morning and he would supply us with some new line and would teach us a thing or two. The following morning, with our new kit, a little tutoring, 
I was casting off over those rocks like a pro. And it wasn't long before we had landed our first catch. A small blue spotted triggerfish. But it was a catch. We needed a whole lot of help and the right kit. And both are true as we seek to live out this transformed life that comes with following Jesus. First of all, we need a whole lot of help. And over the last few weeks, as we've dipped into the book of Hebrews, as we've uh, read some of the key passages from it, we've been reminded to focus on Jesus. It's because of Jesus, because of who he is, because of what he has done, that we live transformed lives. And through keeping our focus on him, that lifestyle that comes with knowing him, that inseparable lifestyle, begins to fall into place. But more than this, more than this, we can be equipped to live out this transformed life. Look at verse 20. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ. It is only through Jesus He's equipping the same power that raised him from death to life at work in our lives that we are able to live out this transformed life that comes with knowing him. It's because of Jesus, who he is and what he has done, we are transformed. And it's through his power at work in us, transforming us from the inside out, equipping us Here and now, we can live out this transformed life. With my new friend's help, I'd managed to catch something. But while I'd been busy catching a very unimpressive minnow in the the shallows, our local friend, armed with a spear gun, had dived into the ocean and clambered back out, clutching two rock lobsters. We need to be equipped, focusing on Jesus and seeking his power to be at work in our lives. And as we do, we discover that there is always more. The more we press into Jesus, the more we spend time in his word, the more we allow his power through his spirit to transform us. So the new way of life becomes more and more our way of life. That impossible list kicking off this chapter of Hebrews becomes more and more possible. I guess the question is, are we content catching minnows in the shallows? Or do we want to catch lobster with a spear gun? But if you want to catch lobster... It takes intentionality, making time for Jesus, praying bold prayers, asking to be equipped so that we may do his will and and be pleasing to him, live worshipful lives that glorify him. 
Now this morning I want to just take one from that list and look at how it plays out. And we're going to take that of hospitality. Often when I think of hospitality, I think of inviting my friends over for a meal. Hanging out with people I like and people who are like me. But true hospitality is much more generous. It's much more life-changing. Now, our lobster-catching stranger friend had, on, had not only helped us and equipped us, but now, to our complete surprise, invited us back to his house to join his family for fresh lobster breakfast. I didn't know a word of the language. I only met this fisherman yesterday, and yet there I was, having breakfast, eating lobster in his family home. It's exactly this kind of outrageous generosity, non-self-seeking, reaching out to the friend and the stranger, hospitality that we are to imitate. And this is exactly what Jesus has done for us. Through his life, death, and resurrection, he has opened the door to his eternal home so that those who were once strangers are now called friends and are welcomed in to his great feast. And what Jesus has done for us, he calls us to do in the world. The kind of hospitality that we are called to live out as Jesus followers is one that reaches out, yes, to our friends, but beyond, to the stranger, to the one in need. And it is all done because of Jesus and through Jesus, through his power equipping us and transforming our lives from the inside out. And ultimately, true hospitality invites those who are still a long way off, those who have disqualified themselves or been disqualified by others, those who don't even know that they've been invited to come and to taste Jesus' great feast for themselves. Now in this strange season when we're unable to open up our homes and lives in ways that we normally would, I've really I've been blessed so richly by hospitality from this church. Just last week, it was Sam and Joe's birthday, and as they came in to uh, uh, set up the live stream and lead us in worship, Fee rocked up with bucket loads of homemade delicious cookies, and then Nicola turned up with a box of Krispy Kremes. I then had to test my blood sugars. Um, but... Uh, I, and then the other week, we had a lovely lady come and just randomly popped over to our house and brought this amazing food to bless us. Um, over, Nicola mentioned earlier how this church has been gathering up computers to give to people who would never meet, to bless them, to enable them to do homeschooling well. I've heard about one lady who has been going up and down her street, and at Christmas, she dropped to every single house, a little Christmas present to show them Jesus' love. And hopefully that will be a sign that they can also know it for themselves. We've been giving away love boxes 
sharing yum, yummy treats, but also encouraging people to keep going with Jesus. And you might have received an Easter pack as well. There are ways in which we can be creative to still do hospitality, not to just show love in, through a meal, but also to encourage people to keep exploring who Jesus is, that they may enter his eternal glory. I used to do a little bit of work for a charity whose strapline was because love is a verb. And that's exactly what the writer of Hebrews intends us to grasp. As we look at Jesus, who he is and what he has done, he equips us so that love is an action we can all do. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you not only have won victory over sin, over death, over evil, but you have offered and opened up an eternal home for us where we can join you, a perfect home. And we thank you that we are all invited, that no one is disqualified. But Father, we thank you that you haven't just left us to struggle through this life on our own, but you equip us, that you fill us with your Holy Spirit. That you equip us to live a life that glorifies you, that is pleasing to you. So Lord Jesus, we ask now, wherever we are, that you would come by your Spirit, that you would fill us with your presence that you'd equip us to live your way. That your lifestyle would be our lifestyle. Lord Jesus, would you inspire us with hospitality, inspire us with love, that your kingdom may be made known, that your kingdom may reach out, draw others to you, And we pray this in your name and for your glory, Lord Jesus. Amen.